Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. At the time this episode comes out, our litigation boot camp is going to be open for enrollment. I'm so excited to welcome in a new group of litigation paralegals for this one-of-a-kind online training program. I just love it when we launch a new one. And so the doors are only open until February 7th, I believe it is. So make sure to go check that out at litigationparalegalbootcamp.com. I thought because of that, it would be a good time to talk about what to do if you're still waiting for that on-the-job training that you thought you'd be getting when you started that new paralegal position a couple of years ago. But before I do that, I want to read you a few reviews from other paralegals who have taken the course with me and see if you can relate to anything that they said. Here's what Sarah said. The challenge I've encountered since completing my paralegal certificate two years ago is dot, dot, dot. How shall I put this? Really just not knowing what my job is supposed to be. Trying to reinvent the wheel without confirmation of whether I'm doing it correctly. And then she put in air quotes on the job training has meant I'm going to make my best guess under pressure with little or no guidance. And that's been hard for me because I care deeply about doing good work. Isn't that amazing? So thank you, Sarah. Yes. On the job training. Does that what it sounds like for you? If you're listening today, what she wrote on the job training has meant I'm going to make my guess, my best guess under pressure with little or no guidance. And that's been hard for me because I care deeply about doing good work. Yeah. And this one from Diane. This course has it all, motivation, reasons for doing things a certain way, checklists, countless tips, and hard-won wisdom. It's what you wish paralegal schools taught because you gain practical knowledge that you can use. I'm just over the moon for this course. Thank you, Diane. We literally have dozens more on the website, so definitely check them out, litigationparalegalbootcamp.com. And if you have any questions about whether or not the course is something that would help you fast track your paralegal career, email support at paralegal-bootcamp.com. All right, let's jump in and talk about on-the-job training for paralegals. You've probably seen the quotes before from the U.S. Department of Labor Statistics, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, I think it is, because they talk about the growth of the paralegal profession. That's usually the quote. Well, if you do a Google search for US BLS paralegal job, you'll see it. And when you do look at the little table or the chart at the top, it's kind of a summary. It has a median pay, the education level, etc. Well, it also has a section for on the job training and it says none next to that. And if you click the little box to expand it, This is what it says. I got it pulled up on my screen. Additional training needed post-employment 
to attain competency in the skills needed in this occupation. But it says no for on-the-job training, meaning you're not getting any. That's what it means. Okay, well, that would have been good to know, right, before you invested $6,000 into that paralegal certificate, (laughs) or even more if you did it through a college degree. It is what it is. All right, so what can you do now? If you're not getting on-the-job training that you thought you would, or you're not getting any, then you have to go out and get it. You have really only two options. One, go get the training that you need. Or two, keep struggling and wait for someone to find the time to provide you with the training. That's just the cold, hard truth. I hate to say it. Well, no, I should say there is a third option too, and that is to keep doing what you're doing Try not to make too many mistakes or ask too many questions, you know, or ask as many as you can without being overbearing and hope that the attorney is patient and understanding. But I've seen that third option not go so well. Some of us luck out, right? And it works out for us, but a lot of times it doesn't. You probably have seen it too. At least if you're in any of the social media groups for paralegals or LinkedIn groups for paralegals, you've probably seen it. Let me read you a couple of them that I found in a Facebook group. One wrote, the lawyers I worked for never trained slash taught me or give me any direction, was upset the way I did things, so I was fired Monday. I'm beyond upset to the point of just giving up in the legal field. I do a dang good job doing it on my own and now this. And another one said, after a brief experience at a law firm after graduation, they gave me no training and everything I did was wrong. I asked questions and asked to be trained, but they wouldn't help and said I should know what I'm doing, but I didn't. So we parted ways. There are dozens more that I could read. It's sad, but I have to get back to the cold, hard truth because I'm not here to placate people. Remember, the mission of this podcast is to give you actionable strategies to fast-track your paralegal career. So assuming you don't want to choose option two from a minute ago, or worse yet, just throw up your hands and leave the paralegal profession, then your actionable strategy is to go get the training that you need. This is your responsibility. This is your career. The training doesn't have to come from the paralegal boot camp. It can come from anywhere, but you have to go get it. Look, I'd love to blame the attorneys who don't take the time to train you, even though they knew when they hired you that you had no experience. And I'd love to blame the senior paralegal down the hall who's stingy with her knowledge because she has this scarcity mindset and doesn't really want anyone else but themselves to succeed. But I'm not. I can't blame them. Because for every one of them, especially the paralegal down the hall, for every one of them, there's a paralegal down the hall who really wants you to succeed but they have to do their own job. They have deadlines that they're not going to risk missing just because the two of you set a time to meet so that she could show you how to put together a deposition notebook and now she doesn't have the time. Remember that your attorney, those fellow paralegals, they are not a training company. They're not in the business of educating. I know they should have a training program if they're going to hire junior paralegals, you know, but we can't blame others. We have to decide This is what we got ourselves into. Remember what it was that initially motivated you to go get that paralegal certificate? Go back to that feeling, right? You were motivated. This is what you really wanted to do. Now, are you going to just give up or are you going to sit around blaming people? 
right? Because we could even blame the schools. I'd love to blame the schools for not having a more comprehensive training program, but I can't do that either because none of them can show you what it looks like to work in a particular practice area, in a particular firm, for a particular lawyer, because every one of them is going to be different. So who do we get to blame? No one. We take the responsibility for it ourselves and decide if we're going to be cut out to be a paralegal. And part of that means, are you resourceful enough to figure it out and find the training that you need in order to do a good job? If you haven't already listened to the episode I did last week, I think it was, if not last week, then the week before, it was three traits of a successful paralegal. Listen to it as soon as you finish this episode, because in it, I discussed accountability. Let's apply that here. Are you taking accountability for the success of your career? You got your paralegal certificate. Congratulations. That is no small feat, but it's only the beginning. If you do nothing but get that and then get a job at a law firm and you receive no on-the-job training, you're significantly decreasing the odds of your success. So you can go on social media and complain about how no one is willing to train you, or you can do something about it. Go get the training. Look, I know this is a little bit of tough love here, but I feel like it's necessary so that you don't just throw your hands up and give up like the ones that I see on the social media posts. I don't want you to just throw your hands up and say, I guess I'll go do something else with my career. Instead, do some research. Find a course that's going to teach you a skill that you need. You don't have to do all of them all at once, but find what's the critical skill that you need help with today. Let's say that you have found an online course specific to your practice area, but the firm won't pay for it, and you don't have the $800 to pay for it yourself, and you don't have the room on a credit card to charge it. Well, first, before I go there, let me address the part that the firm won't pay for it. Is it that you think the firm won't pay for it? but you've never asked? Or are you afraid to ask because then you'll be admitting to them that you don't know what you're doing? Let's talk about the first one. You think they won't pay for it. You know the saying from last year after that interview I had with Kim Barrett? She said it first, but I repeated it several times last year. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Don't assume that they won't pay for it if you've never even asked. Now let's talk about the second one. Are you afraid to ask because then you might be admitting to them that you don't know what you're doing. Guess what? They already know that. It's time to set your ego aside for the sake of your paralegal career. Now, you don't have to start the conversation with, I don't know what I'm doing here. (laughs) Use the approach that I talked about in the episode on how to get your attorney to invest in your career development. I'll put a link in the show notes. So let's assume that you're a new litigation paralegal and you found a training program like the Litigation Paralegal Boot Camp. You asked, and the firm said no. Then look at what's inside the course and turn it into a checklist of what you want to learn this year and figure out a way to get that information from other sources. Wait, did she just say not to purchase her course and go find the training elsewhere? (laughs) No. What I'm saying is, if there is no possible way for you to enroll because of financial reasons, that should not stop you from getting the skills you need. Is it going to take longer? Yes, a lot longer. You know the saying, you get what you pay for. That applies to going out and trying to find little nuggets here and there of free information and piecing them together instead of paying for training. But that shouldn't stop you if you care about your career. 
Okay, let's go back and use the litigation bootcamp as an example. Let's just say you're looking at the course brochure and then you see module four, or you're looking at the sales page and you see in module four, it's all about the discovery phase of a litigation case. And you see it's going to train you on, let's say, how to draft discovery requests, how to draft discovery responses, how to prepare for depositions. Now, the course itself has a lot more than that in module four, but I just want to list these three for this example that I'm going to give you or we'd be here all day. (laughs) And again, this could be any course. If you're a new real estate paralegal who found a course on big commercial real estate transactions and you want to know how to do it, you do the same thing. Make a list of what they're going to be teaching you inside the course that you can't afford. Start a checklist or put it inside that career development plan that I've talked about before. So I have my list and then I do a Google search or a YouTube search for the words how to draft discovery requests. Maybe even add on the word paralegal to it. It's up to you. You know, try getting specific first. And then if you're not getting enough results, then try broader. So what are my results? Well, too many. And many of them are irrelevant. But some of them may contain a few nuggets here and there of valuable information that you can use and put together a resource book of all of those pieces of information that you got. Now, one tip I would add here is I would set a timer for 30 minutes and stop doing that Google rabbit hole at 30 minutes. Otherwise, you could be doing it for two hours. And before you know it, two hours have gone by and you don't even have a piece of information yet. And then do the same with the others on that list and limit it to 30 minutes a day. Now, you might be out there saying maybe you're driving, riding your bike, going on a walk, walking the dog or whatever. You might be saying that's going to take so much more time. Yes, it is. And that's what I mean by you get what you pay for. That strategy of getting the free nuggets, doing the Google searches, that's me giving you an SOS. That's what I call an emergency SOS strategy when you have absolutely no other options for getting the training. It's also assuming that you've exhausted all of your other options, including asking the attorney to show you how to do it, asking the other paralegals how to do it, looking at forms and templates inside your firm's document management system. You've tried all of that and you're at the end of your rope. You still don't know how to do X, Y, Z. Let me break all of what I said down into steps that you can take to get the paralegal training in the order of what's most efficient for the use of your time. So the first would be, number one, ask your firm to pay for the outside training. But go back to that podcast episode I did, because it's not just about you walking into your attorney's office and saying, hey, do you have, can I have $697 to take the litigation paralegal boot camp? Nuh-uh, don't do that. Go back to that episode, because I walk you through. You've got to show them the ROI. How are they going to benefit from you taking this course? Show them how they're going to benefit in everything that you're going to get out of the course. Okay, so first you ask them to pay for it. If it's a no, then move on to number two, which is pay for it yourself. If that's not feasible, then number three, oh wait, you know what, let me add one in here. So number two, pay for it yourself. If you don't have the money to pay for it in full, ask the course provider if they offer a payment plan option. We do that on our more 
um, expensive courses. So for example, the litigation paralegal bootcamp, it's currently $697. Yeah, that's not cheap because it's not a cheap course, but that's because it's 15 hours and it teaches you literally everything you need to be a successful litigation paralegal from start to finish, like bookend, door to door, whatever you want to say. But we also offer a monthly payment plan of $199 per month for four months. Most people can swing that. But what I want to tell you is even if there's not a payment plan option written on the website, it doesn't hurt to reach out through their contact us page and ask if they offer a payment plan. Again, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. There are lots of times when people reach out to me or Heather or someone else on my team asking if we have a payment plan on a course that we don't have a payment plan for. But if it's something that's feasible, we will try to work with them. Again, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Okay, so I guess that was number three is ask the course provider if they have a payment plan option. Four, remember we're moving in the order of least amount of time spent and probably more expensive, right? So four is ask the attorney to train you. And the reason why that's not number one, first of all, because it doesn't cost any money, but the amount of time that the attorney has to take and the amount of time, let's say that attorney can actually train you or they agree to, and they commit to, let's meet once a week for an hour every Monday. That's going to take you a long time to get the information you need. Because how many of those Mondays are they going to have to cancel because an emergency hearing got called or something like that? So ask the attorney to train you. Next, ask a paralegal colleague to train you. Now, for both of those two things, the attorney and the paralegal, I think I'm going to need to do a whole separate podcast episode on how to do that and how to make it work. But let's assume neither one of those are options anyways, and we move down the ladder to number six, go find the free training, piece it together, and train yourself. But you have got to be resourceful. You've got to be careful with your time. But this is all about being accountable to yourself and your career. And you know what? I'll be here to support you by continuing to put out content on this podcast, our blog, and our courses. That's what we do. We provide training for paralegals who want to excel their career. Litigation, personal injury, e-discovery, and that's why we put out this content. We also are on social media. In fact, you may not know this if you don't follow our Facebook page or our LinkedIn page, but we just did a 10-day pro tip series where every day we put out one quick tip. And on social media, you got to keep it limited. I think it's three minutes or less if it's a video or audio type file. I put out one every day, Monday through Friday, two weeks in a row. So you can get the information, but yeah, a pro tip of three minutes, it's free. But if you piece enough of them together, like I said, it's time consuming, but you've got to be resourceful and go out and get the information, get the on the job training. Well, you can't really call it on the job training if you're having to go outside the job to get it. But if it's lacking, that's what you do. And like I said, I'll be here to support you all the way. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.